one single moment your whole life can turn round I stand there for a minute staring straight into the ground Looking to the left slightly then looking back down The world feels like it's caved in, proper sorry frown Please let me show you how we could only just be for us I can change and I can grow or we could adjust The wicked thing about us is we always have trust We can even have an open relationship if you must I look at her, she stares almost straight back at me But her eyes glaze over like she's looking straight through me Then her eyes must have closed for what seems an eternity When they open up she's looking down at her feet Dry your eyes mate I know it's hard to take but her mind has been made up There's plenty more fish in the sea Dry your eyes mate I know you want to make her see how much this pain hurts But you've got to walk away now, it's over So then I move my hand up from down by my side Shaking, my life is crashing before my eyes Turn the palm of my hand up to face the skies And welcome back to Richmond Tiger Talk My name's Nick And I'm Andy And I feel, I feel I should pass the mic to you Andy well, um, a large part of my research for this pod, other than looking through Ruck statistic, statistic tables, was finding the best song to capture my current mood. And eventually the the um, 2004 song by The Streets, Dry Your Tears, just it seemed appropriate because um, he's moved on and it's kind of our fault and I really <laughs> didn't want him to. Um but we've got to move on. Uh, Whitney Houston's I Will Always Love You was also on the shortlist, but it was just, uh, as were a few other songs, but uh, they're, they're all a bit too... Alanis, Monis, Alanis Mor- Morissette, uh, you, ought to know, uh, you ought to know, but uh, they're all a bit stalky. But that one, I thought, hit the right note. Mm. So for potentially new listeners, I feel like you should apologise, because, look, we... We always like talking about the rucks, but Ivan Zoldo's been near and dear to to Andy's heart for pretty much going on a decade now, and yeah, and he's just been traded away. As well, uh, his history of the podcast actually goes back even further, didn't he? Because he before he came to Richmond, he fixed you, he fixed your phone once. <laughs> yeah, his his su- summer job. Uh, <laughs> Uh, at the end of uh, year 12, uh, working, yeah, working in a local phone shop. And, yeah, and then he mentioned I was wearing Richmond merch as I was at the time, and he mentioned he was uh, going down to try out with Richmond. And, yeah, so, look, always... Had you heard of him at that stage? Uh, I don't know. Because you track junior basketball prospects as well, which we yeah, don't... but he was not not to the extent that I'm aware of. Um, like he was a fringe ACT uh, player. Like yeah, you, you know, weren't and... you weren't scouting the Darren Mullen College <laughs> basketball team. Not so much. Like <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, like, I like to follow like junior national teams and stuff. But yeah, he wasn't he wasn't at that level. He was, anyway, as... he, was no, he was no Scott Pendlebury. Yes. For those who don't know, Nick's been sarcastic. Scott Pendlebury was on track to be the tenth man on an NBL team. He was not a future NBA player, um, despite what the co- AFL commentators will have you know. Yeah. Anyway, back to the point, Soldo. Look, 
even even from the very start, I remember. Look, I, I know some might think it's a bit of a bit, but I genuinely love watching him play. I'm, yeah. Uh, I know he's not perfect, but just you know, we've got a one ninety nine centimetre ruckman, and this guy comes on who's two hundred four. He's big. He can jump. Um, I think he's violent. He's violent. He tries really hard. That's one thing that, like, he does gas, and that's probably mm. his biggest weakness. But he was the effort was there, and you know, it's mm. kind of like that's what you want. That I will be out so quickly on ruckman who's whose heart I question, but the heart yeah. was there. I certainly was very aware of his failings because I watched him so closely. Um, and I'll be really interested to see how he goes in port. Um, but I'm, I'm really sad. I'm really sad I won't get to watch him anymore. Mm. Rationally, and I'll let you talk about this a bit more, I think we got a fair price from him in the trade. Mm. Oh, more, more than fair. And look, but, we'll, we'll get to that. But uh, I think let's... Let's focus on Ivy first, because as you say, it's it was an unlikely story from uh, uh, you know fringe state level basketballer. Uh, um, he came he came down to Richmond and he'd uh, he'd played like one scratch match with uh, down in Albury and another one uh, in the Canberra League. Uh, and you know the word the word was he could barely participate in uh, training. He was so raw. But um, they got him they got him playing under 18s football that year because he he was still only 18 when when he went down. And yeah, I, I actually remember tracking his stats. And even then, he he always got a lot of hit outs. Like he was a he was a physical presence even even when he was raw as as sushi and so you know followed followed his career um took him nearly two and a half years to to debut um and again i think we remember pretty clearly because uh, he was debuting and the bulldogs didn't have a recognized ruck and as such he got his career higher for hitouts in his debut game and had the most hitouts on debut of any Richmond player ever. Yeah. Um, and I was high on him early. I think I once said, because there was always the chance with him when he started, when he had such a raw beginning that he could explode um, very early on. Uh, well, sorry, no, he could really develop into something special. I, I think I said once on a podcast, there's a 5% chance he'll become an All-Australian. Now, that was obviously um, not true, but I did caveat. I didn't think it was likely to happen. But... He's just, he's a big lump of a lad. And obviously the highlight of his career, look, even in 2017, um, he struggled. Someone showed to me a game where he had a shocker against Geelong in that regular season loss we had to mm. them. But yeah, One of many. <laughs> I want to take you to 2019, Nick, which was obviously his yeah. greatest trial. Happily so, yeah. Premiership, but also sort of started to sow the seeds of of the end, which was he was in both the last in both the finals we played that year, he was the first ruck because uh, Nank was coming back from injury. Mm. And Nank um, in the grand final, and in, Nank wasn't playing well. His stats weren't good. Soldo, they were sharing game time, and Soldo was clearly more um, 
effective in every way. Nank was, because he was injured, he wasn't getting the great pressure that he does. It, it wasn't the Nank that we know now or, or we remember from so much of his career. It was probably the worst he was playing. Mm. But in the grand final, he pulled rank and it was a thing he asked and Soldo stepped aside and Nank played first ruck. Now, it turned out pretty well because because Soldo mm. was playing second ruck. He, got, he kicked that legendary goal and we all sort of forgot mm-hmm. about it. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's such yeah. a great team. And we, we also dominated in the, the ruck uh, that day. Um, so yeah, had... against the, the corpse of Mumford. Um, uh, who, you know, Soldo would have dominated too. Like, it turned out fine. No one's questioning it. But I think that was a bit of a... That's a bit of a symbol for how his career was always going to go. And look, he's... You know me, Nick. Um, I, I would have made a case that Soldo's... But Nick had a pretty good season. And I don't think... Mm. Solo deserved, but he was never. He's never going to get first shot at ruck. He was, and it was, well, a 50. he was always a more awkward fit because he was never able to play uh, on the field as long as uh, Nank does. So, so the flexibility of needing a proper specialist backup ruck was always was always a tr- slightly trickier fit. Even even as you say, he's he was often more more impactful at centre bounce. Yeah, I just like when um, Blair said it that he had many long chats to him about his yeah. career, um, and obviously the knee injury set him back. Yeah. Get stuffed, Tom Hawkins. Um, uh, but yeah, it was it, it was kind of un- the breakup was probably coming rationally. Yeah, as as they, people have pointed out, he's a, he's a twenty seven year old who's played fifty eight. Uh, AFL games and is is out of contract um, next year. Like there's he he has he has every right to try and uh, make the make the best of you know these these careers are short. Yep, and look, I probably wouldn't like him as much if he was the kind of guy who was just happy to back up. Um, and you know, I think if I was him, I w- I would think yeah, I I had my crack and. I don't think at this club I'm ever going to get in, uh, ahead of Nank. Um, so he he he's moved on. Now, I was going to well, say, well, do you want to have a rational analysis or do well, we want to stay, the other, uh, have a the other part of that, Well, the other part of the equation is um, how much more does Samson Ryan have to, have to learn in the reserves? Well, you know, I must admit... His career is coming along as well. When we kept Ben Miller and we kept Marte, I did wonder whether Soldo was gone. Like we held out to the last minute, publicly uh, and privately. Miller, I think Miller was under contract anyway, and I think I think there's something unusual with Marte. Okay, well, and he's a B rookie, so it's a bit different. It, um, yeah, and but, I don't I don't know that you can cut players who've been on the injured list for a year. Anyway, that's anyway, we'll, we'll, anyway. we'll put that in a special category. But I did want, like, we didn't make any effort to, like, you know, we could have dumped Miller, like, you know, for a very late pick. Mm-hmm. And um, I just, I did wonder whether, for all we said publicly, and I'm, we would have been happy to keep him. Um, I'm sure that's true. Um, mm-hmm. And it's going to be nerve. We saw it. We saw what it was like without Nank and Soldo last year, and it was pretty nerve wracking. Um, yeah. They got um, a couple of good matchups, but. Uh, there's a lot of pressure now and on mm. on Samson. Mm. And 
supposedly he's bulking up in the off-season. Weirdly, he's actually, his listed weight is quite big. Yeah. Um, he just doesn't look it. Um, he's actually the same weight. He's According to the listed weight, he's one kilo heavier than Soldo and considerably heavier than Nack. And the same yeah, weight, I think, has gone? Well, he's 207 centimetres. Yeah, he certainly yeah. doesn't. Certainly doesn't look as strong. No, like it's just maybe it's. It doesn't look like he's got any puppy fat either, so I don't know where that weight's going. But like, if he come like the crucial thing for next season is he comes back stronger. Mm. Um, but but yeah, like just looking through, I, I went through Nank's numbers again, and um, like I was going to say this if we kept Soldo, but. His numbers were fine last year. Um, mm. He was the 10th rated ruck on player ratings. Yeah. yeah, his numbers were perfectly in line with his career averages. Yeah. Uh, he's number one in um, tackles and pressures amongst rucks. Mm. He's, he's, his hit-out numbers are quite high, but it's because he gets a lot of reps. He's actually mm. amongst the top 20 rucks. He's now, I think, 17th or 18th in win percentage. Oh, no, it's not that. His win percentage is okay, what he doesn't do is tap to advantage very often because he's mm. just not... It's just hard for a guy who's 199 centimetres. And 199 centimetres is not as redundant. I thought this change would happen quicker, but sort of every year a one, you know... Um, uh, what's the Chris Ruckman in... Uh, it's Jacobs, right? In in the oh. 17. Mm. 17. Yeah, he yeah. was Sam Jacobs. Yeah, yeah so like if, if you look and Mumford and you look some of... These guys being retired and they're guys that have been replaced, not necessarily by giants, but guys who are two to three centimetres taller. Like the AFL rucks mm. are getting taller and taller and the 199 guys, they're always the minority, but it's getting now, it's a club of one. Um, and, but there are guys within his height, but it's just... Yeah, no, the Marshall, Marshall at St Kilda, uh, Biggs, Biggs at the Giants. Biggs is two of one though, isn't he? Anyway, yeah. So it's not. It's he's not. A, a, he's it's more not the, the. He's more the muscle. The yeah. human, human Marshall and Nank are all um, similar sort of big, strong rucks rather than the, the enormously tall. Yeah, and and slowly, slowly, and it probably won't. Nank probably won't get redundant. He'll probably retire. Um, I think Nank in five years' time, if you put him in time capsule. But all I'm saying is. Like I could see why we wanted to keep Soldo too, because it, it is Nank's path mm. is getting tougher, but it's getting tougher slower than I expected. So I suspect age will take care of it. Sorry, this is a very mm. long one. Yeah, thing. well, and there's a, there's a two hundred the the third string backup is two hundred and six centimeters. So you know, yeah, that, and the, the, there are lots of that's where the games going. Look, the the rational side to this is that we were heading into next season with our top two rucks uh, as potential free agents. Um, and the the cold calculus of, you know, the Port Adelaide had to trade with us to make uh, this deal happen, like he's under contract. He couldn't. There's, there was no way they were getting him afterwards. And honestly, they've paid a premium. The... So they've given up um, pick 41, uh, second round draft pick tied to Fremantle next year and and a fourth round draft pick 
but the the value of it is is equivalent to a late first round uh, draft pick, and that's you know it's that's it's difficult to see that we we'd get that as as free agent uh, compensation, and and yeah, if we if we do uh, believe in believe in Samson, it's it's a it's a good way of um, stocking up on draft picks. Yeah, and that as soon as I heard that they'd adjusted their offer and given it offered us the future second, mm. I knew it was over. Yeah. Um, the fact that it turned out to be the Frio future second was even better. Oh, much better. Oh, yeah. There's potentially quite. Uh, well, there was ten. There's ten picks between Frio and Port Adelaide in this year's draft, and Port Adelaide have bought a number of players in, and Fremantle have had a number of players go out. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, even I'm, I'm fine with that. <laughs> even. Well, recognize sympathetic to your loss, obviously. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna finish by saying, look, we'll miss him in the rational vein if Nat gets injured early mm. and Samson's not up to us, gets starts getting bullied. Um, watching Ben Miller as first ruck is not something really something I don't want to do, but no. that's the rational brain. And look, I, I also get the picks; they're valuable. We've lost some draft capital; we need some back. But I'm really sad about it. Mm. I loved watching him play. Yeah, it's going to be hard, but it's yeah. sort of... I I completely understand why he left. Yeah. Um, in the same vein, uh, Biggie Nguyen traded to North Melbourne for, for pick 66. Uh, honestly, this was, this was a trade... I think it's very unlikely we use that pick. I think this was just a way of getting him... To a club uh, that wanted him, rather than um, having to wait till the the uh, delisted free agent uh, period, and yeah, look, it, Biggie was always a pretty fringy uh, prospect, you know, draft, drafted in the fourth round, um, the former St Kilda uh, academy player. Uh, it's been been on the list four years for uh, one one senior game. Uh, we've already delisted and re-rooked him once. Um, you know he had he had flashes this year, but you know year four in the VFL and he was still being swung from key forward to key back to the ruck. Like yeah, he, the, the harsh truth is that he hasn't really established. Himself and yeah, he's he's got an, an opportunity at another club and potentially another club where where he'll get to play. Yeah, and it's not exact like for like, but Tyler Young's emergence um, mm, that's true. meant that meant that you've got a solid senior player there, and you know maybe that spot now goes to a, a guy with a bit more sort of unknown upside development, which I'm not sure we you know we obviously thought the big in. Um, Reached the uh, close to maxed out his potential, and as you said, it, we weren't really sure how to use him in the VFL, which is never a good sign because that means you're searching for someone's best spot because you're not sure that they can be a winner anyway. But we wish him all the best. He was good fun. Um, bad luck for the number forty-seven, not on a bit of a mm. bit, bit of a yeah. uh, bit of a losing streak this this off season. But um, yeah, I 
is one of the like many soldo is going to be a very complex relationship for me emotionally at port but i i can't imagine a richmond supporter not wanting all the best for biggie yeah exactly um so we we brought in uh jacob uh Kaczynski with uh pick 49 um yeah look we we talked to him about uh him a bit last time but do you do you have any impressions it's going to be int- like he's he's one of those guys who has a good highlight wheel, right? Because he's mm. a kick mark player. He's uh, a big strong boy. Yeah, yep, looks good. He's got looks has perfect AFL uh, numbers. Um, he looks like he can play in the ruck, but I looked at his ruck statistics and a little a little bit in the ruck if you haven't got somebody else to play in the ruck. No, I, yeah, totally. I looked at his ruck statistics. Hawthorne gave him a bit of bit of a go in it this year. Um, he averaged seven ruck contests a game, and he sucked. Um, yep. So that's uh, that. So that that's Ben Miller has clearly better stats. Um, mm. yep. uh, so that's not why we've drafted. We've we've picked him up for the the potential to give us key forward depth. And um, what do you think your chance? What do you think his chances are of contributing in that role? Uh, I think his chances of being okay uh, are quite reasonable because he is—he's got a track record of of kicking goals. Um, he's the type of guy that does well when he's got a favourable matchup. Like he, you know, he's a big—he's a big, strong boy. Um, so yeah, he'll do—he'll do better um, when uh, when and hope well if if. And hopefully, when Lynch is playing next to him, the uh, I don't I don't like him. I think he's the type of guy that does need the ball kicked to him quite a bit to be productive. So I think yeah, he's going to have to learn uh, that that secondary role. And look, he can he he's got some mobility, so he can get get up the ground a bit. Um, he's got range on his set shot out to. Uh, fifty meters, and he's a yeah, he's um, he's a decent, if not great, shot for goal. Um, and he's not he's not hopeless when the ball hits the ground. He's certainly uh, he's certainly no Jack. Um, uh, he you know he can. Did you have any he, thoughts about him when he was drafted? Yeah, I did actually, because I'd uh, I'd wondered if he was eligible for our. Uh, academy program because <laughs> uh, of his European heritage, but um, he was a he was a key defender as an All Australian as a as a key defender as a junior. But he was always there was always a bit of a question of um, you know he was a, he was a big strong boy even as a junior, but he wasn't super fast and he wasn't super agile. So I think I think that's. So what you're saying is the next Tom Lynch. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's five centimeters shorter. Yeah. Look, he's a he's a decent player. Um, he was good, but not great in the in the VFL uh, this year, and he did he did play 13 games in the in the VFL this year. So yeah, his his career stagnated, and at Hawthorne. So you know, this is. This is a big opportunity uh, for him, and yeah, I, really, I really hope he makes the best of it. 
Yeah, well, I mean, you could totally see why I wanted to come to Richmond. Aside from that, we gave him a multi-year contract. Um, so he's, yeah, I don't, I don't know how many. I heard three. Now, hmm. I, I, I apologise if I'm wrong about that, but that's a pretty generous offer. But there's a real path through him, says hmm. Captain Obvious. Yeah. Um, and actually, he uh, he came. He played juniors at uh, the same club as. Uh, Anthony Miles, uh, Tyler Young, and uh, where Ivan Soldo played one practice game. All right, I'm, 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 that's a great stat. Well done. <laughs> uh, good times. Um, so so for yeah. the draft, that leaves us with picks. 29, 41, and a couple of picks in the, in the 60s. But I'm not... Uh, it's always hard to tell exactly. You, the clubs have leeway in how many how many senior list spots they have, so you can you can have more or less rookie picks. So it's possible we only have uh, we only take a couple of senior senior maybe two spots in the draft. Uh, possibly a, there's talk of maybe a, a mature age ruck as a as a delisted free agent. Um, and one or two rookies, but yeah, and that won't be won't be a ton of players coming in. Is it? Yeah. Have you, sorry. Go. Have you got to the point of thinking about who you'd want as a stopgap backup? Nope, absolutely not. Still in mourning. Mm. Um, I'm get reaching the acceptance stage, but certainly not. But I'm not actually sure. I want us to have a stopgap wrap. I mean. It's a bit too potentially much pressure, but look, work backwards from what you said about how you feel about Ben Miller. You do need <laughs> you do need the break glass in case of emergency, you reckon? Yeah, I know, but is like, do you make deal with Ben Miller and um, draft an eighteen-year-old ruck? That's what I'd rather do. Uh, I think you'd do both, and it makes it a very crowded VFL. Which I it know does. is very very yeah. niche niche concern. <laughs> um. uh, not the worst concern. Um, it is a good draft for Ruckman where we have a pick. Um, there's a a sort of one one surefire first round pick who's tied to the Gold Coast, but there's there's three guys: uh, Will Green, Mitch Edwards, uh, and Taylor uh, Goad, who are all between 204 and 206 uh, centimetres who are sort of meant to go in the 20, 20 to 35 uh, range. And, yeah, they're all big boys and, and good athletes. So, yeah, I'd, that, I feel like that would certainly help with the healing process for you. Yeah, it would. and that that's what I'd like. Um, yeah. I'd, I'd rather sort of be looking for next replacement rather than, you know... Yeah. Maximising what next season, if if Tom Lynch isn't fit, is going to be a um, transition season. Yeah, they would all get snapped like a twig against most big AFL rocks. True, but you know that's what Ben Miller's for. Like it'll be horrible, but you know it's 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 mm. you're talking about your third string now. So yeah, all right. But we won't say that. The draft shows a different show. Yeah, it is. Um, look the other the other thing that I've seen. Some people commenting, uh, you know, it was a relatively quiet uh, 
trade period for Richmond, and and that's you know that's very much a product of trade season is driven by the extent to which you have uh, draft picks, um, list spots, and salary cap room available, and we didn't really have any of uh, all three of those things this year. We had uh, only a few ageing players on um, reasonable salaries finishing up. Um, we didn't, you know, most of the young uh, fringe guys like Ryan Mansell and Hugo Ralph-Smith, we've re-signed. Um, and we were out a first-round draft pick from the, the Hopper trade. Um, but next next off-season isn't going to be like that. The... Um, you know, we've got obviously you know Dustin Martin, who's already who's twenty twenty four free agencies, um, going to attract a lot of attention. We've got Dion Prestia out of contract, uh, Liam Baker, who is out of contract but critically not a free agent, um, and you know, and there's already whispers of Western Australian clubs sniffing around after him. And a lot of, um, like, next season uh, could see a lot of, like, the role players from the Premiership era. We've got Jack Graham's going to be a free agent. Um, Older guys like Camden McIntosh, Marlon Pickett, Dylan Grimes, Toby Nankervis, all all out of contract like it is. Like, next next off-season could be a lot more eventful. Uh, than this one. Yeah, and this year was sort of what all couldn't agree more. Really good analysis, and you know, the only this is the the key crunch year with the long term uh, Dusty and Lynch contracts, and as you've already mentioned, Dusty is yeah. off his, and then yeah. Lynch is off off his the year after. So it's Lynch has got one more. Yeah, yeah. So this was never going to be. Uh, it's probably. I mean, obviously after the Hopper trade, but it was never going to be a, a year where you could use cap that flexibly. And but next year, lots of cards on the table. Mm. So yeah, it'll be that'll be a fascinating off season. But we said in the off season preview show, I was completely fine with having a quieter off season this mm. year, and it, it was, um, it, you know, wasn't completely by choice. But I'm absolutely fine with um, uh, what happened intellectually, but. You know, so mm. so flat emotionally. Yeah. No, it's yeah, it's, it's pretty tough. Um, look, finishing up, up some other news. Uh, bit of movement on the assistant coaching front. When they've announced uh, Jack Zebel coming on board, I think is it uh, working with the midfielders as a development coach. That wasn't entirely clear, but hmm, he he interviewed well as you'd expect. Mm, yes, um, famously had one of the, the the Richmond's best ever draft camp interview at the time. Hmm, yeah. Um. So yeah, that that's when he was a draftee. Sorry, I should have yeah, made yeah. that clear. Yeah. Um. The uh, so that's Adam Uze, Chris Newman, and Jack Siebel in. Damien Hardwick, Xavier Clark, and Andrew McWalter out is is I think 
all that's been announced so far on the, on the coaching changes? Yeah, it'd be interesting. Like, you wonder if there's more to come. It's sort of... it. Some very familiar faces going there. Don't yeah. think in our last well, podcast we Mini had resigned yet, but it makes complete sense after what's yeah. happened. And no, I it, don't think I don't think he had. No, I'm not in, all that far away from preseason starting, which is terrifying. Yeah. Um, apparently, Zav didn't count on the salary cap um, because of his indigenous development role. So mm. we might look to replace that role through other ways, but. Um, don't don't know that officially, but just have heard that round the traps. But yeah, some familiar, much loved faces have have walked out the door. It's mm. it, it's like you it, would you would expect that Uze is not getting paid as much as Dimmer. Well, I was thinking exactly the same thing, um, mm. and I imagine Zebel's on a perfectly reasonable contract, but um, mm. Newman's probably expensive. Um, yeah, no, very accomplished assistant coach. Yeah, but now I I, I, I I suspect the moves aren't done, too. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Oh. Shame, because it will mean probably some more outgoing, which will be sad. I know, I know. It is, yeah, is it? Look, um, it, it's been, it's been a, a pretty tricky time. Um, the AFLW hasn't been great. <laughs> So, since we last recorded, uh, had a great win against Carlton. That that was really fun. Beating beating them at Icon Park, uh, even better. Um, you know, as we we said as a preview, it was up against a, a team who was in the same area of the ladder as as us, and you know, good chance to you know. And cement our finals credentials while harming theirs, and we've lost uh, the last three games um, to in, in a tough. Uh, we came home with a wet sail against Fremantle, but um, couldn't couldn't pay back a lead. Heartbreaking one point loss to the Suns, and then you know injury injury list mounting. Um, uh, we lost uh, to the to the bombers um, on the weekend. You know the uh, we've had we've had two top up players, so players players who weren't on our list at the start of the year, um, but because AFLW lists are only uh, thirty players long, uh, when you get beyond a certain number of injuries, you can call up. Uh, uh, VFL players. So we've had um, uh, Lauren, Lauren Caruso um, debuted uh, for us uh, against against the Bombers, and the uh, week before against the Suns. Um, I think it was Chantel Duckford. Like it, it is. It, it's tough, so even. You know, you try and um, follow these guys in, you know, even even if you have been following them closely, you don't know who they are because they weren't they weren't even on our list. Sorry, Shannon uh, Danker, um, they weren't on our list two weeks before. Like it's really, it's not much fun. 
No, it, it's it's not. It's a bit flattening. It's sort of, we, we've had a pretty good run uh, with yeah. the AFL double late uh, lately, and to yeah have it. Um, yeah, last last after. season was really fun to be put. Yeah, and and the start of this season was was pretty good. Yeah, like we were we we, we were super high on the team. Um, and yeah. yeah, it's um, yeah, it's not nice so. Knocked off Brisbane in round one. Yeah, it's nice. Uh, I, as you know, I'm a bit of a, a, a UCF fan, and it was nice oh, to yeah. see her kick oh, through. She was great. Yeah, she was great against Essendon and got the rising star uh, for that performance. I mean, amidst, amidst the chaos, there are quite a few players playing well. You know, all the, the usual suspects, Mon Conti's. Still going really well. Katie Brennan is headed uh, towards uh, 50th game uh, tomorrow night uh, against Hawthorne up in Cairns. Um, Grace Egan, uh, very solid. Um, Laura Laura McClelland, um, uh, Beck Miller uh, down back. Um, but yeah, the you know, Gabby Seymour missed a game. Caitlin Greiser missed a game. Ellie McKenzie's missed most of the season. Um, both Hoskins have been injured at, at various stages. Sarah Darcy, it's just been on and on. And and yeah, the um, lists 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 aren't very long. And um, you know the um, the competition's expanded quickly, so there isn't a ton of depth. So. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, um, just wrapping it up, saying that chance to, <laughs> chance to get the season back on track on yeah, the playing we are, we are we solid. Can... We are solid favourite against Hawthorne, and if and if we win that, and particularly if we beat Geelong uh, the week after, we're we're very much uh, right back in it. But yeah, it, it it's uh, I think that it, <laughs> our, it's been a disappointing season. Fair to say, it was. It's. This hasn't been the most upbeat podcast. Any final <laughs> thoughts? Oh look. Um. Look, I was glad. I was glad we got the solo uh, deal done. Um, oh yeah, why uh, was that? Because you want to see me unhappy? No, look, just that he wanted to go like that, really. Um, yeah, it, and like it, as I said, it, rationally, it, but it got to that. It got to that point that you know he was adamant about wanting to go, and that you know I do. I'm always sympathetic to maybe maybe if it was um um someone who I would uh I was really emotional about um I'd feel different, but yeah, it's always. You know, the moment the moment the draft picks start flying, I can't help but think about who'd be available with what pick. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, it is. It is tough. We got. I mean, I sent you a thing. We got. Um, Lockie Schultz was the only player during trade period who got traded for more than what we got for Soldo. So yeah, we we certainly got. We did well out of the, the trade, but yeah, it's gonna. It's going to sting. The, the photo of him in a Port Adelaide jumper. Photoshop um, photo. Photoshop um, photo. Yeah. It, it was a kick in the guts. All I can... 
I can handle if Nank gets injured. If Nank suddenly drops off, I'm going to be so annoyed. It's just going to it's going to eat away at me. Anyway, um, AFL drafts on. It's not on for another month. For God, for goodness' uh-huh. sake. Annoyingly so. Um, I'm sure there's a good reason for it, but like, it's a separate team. Like these kids surely want to start playing footy. Oh, it's because exams, isn't it? Yeah, forgot yeah. about that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so still a month away, so we'll presumably we'll come back with a preview show. Um, uh, how how into the recruits are you at the moment? Uh, not I've the pro, the process has started. Um, yeah, the uh, it 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 comes so that it's a pretty intense process now. Where the the clubs are going through film and uh, talking to agents and sort of. All of that um, rumours start to leak out about players attached to clubs and you get a much better sense of who's going where. So, yeah, uh, it'll be interesting. Look, um, uh, the AFLW season's not without it, its hope, particularly particularly if we can win the next two weeks, the last um, final round against Carlton at, oh, sorry, Collingwood at Victoria Park. You know, I think if we were fully fit and firing, that that would have the potential to be a classic. But uh, I'm a bit worried about that at this stage. But yeah, final finals are still a chance. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll we'll be back before the draft. All right. Thoughts thoughts and prayers, Andy. <sighs> I'm there. It's just. I love rucks so much, and we're the one team that we have a ruckman who specialises in in everything but hit outs to advantage. Anyway, I'm sorry, you're wrapping up. I'm Nate. I'm Andy. I'm Richmond Tiger Talk.